The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, it's Patrick Starr. I'm coming straight to you with my very own podcast. Say yes to the guest. I'll be hanging out with some of my fiercest friends and spilling some serious tea on business, beauty, and being a boss-ass bitch. With me, baby, you'll never know what will happen. Find yes to the guest on Apple Podcasts or anywhere where podcasts are played. Start streaming and downloading now. And don't forget to subscribe because every Monday we're going in. We got so much to chat about. So turn it up and say yes to the guest. Yes. Hey, it's Mariana, and welcome back to the Life with Mariana podcast. In this episode, it's with Taylor Frankel. She is the co founder and chief brand officer of Nude Sticks. I love this company, I've used it for so long. I feel like their sticks are always a part of my beauty routine. And what I love about this company is that she started it with her sister and her mom, and she is just 25 years old and has done an incredible job with her brand so far at such a young age. So in the last eight years of being on this journey of being a brand founder and having her own company, she has learned so much along the way that she wanted to share with you guys. So I think you'll love this episode. So if you found it motivating or inspiring, I would love if you could text it to a friend. And wherever you're listening from, be sure to tag us on Instagram and post a story and tag Taylor and I so we can see where you're tuning in. And I feel like Every week, I'm coming back with a new Summer Friday surprise for you guys for the holidays. And I know I say every time, I think you'll be so excited about that one. But I think this one you guys will be very, very excited for. It is our Lip Butter Bomb Trio. So it comes in a limited edition tin. It's reusable. It's so cute for you guys to keep. And it's like pink and it's got Summer Fridays on the outside. And it comes with our best-selling original Lip Butter Bomb in vanilla, our new Lip Butter Bomb in vanilla beige, and a brand new festive lip flavor. It's in brown sugar. It's in the most beautiful dark berry tint and it's just for the holidays. So you guys are going to get all three of them. It is a $66 value for just $48. You get three lip tints in a little tin. It is so cute. So that's vanilla, vanilla beige, and brown sugar. The third color tint flavor in this trio is only limited edition for the holidays. So if you guys love it, you guys have to pick it up now because it's not permanent to our line. It is available now at summerfridays.com and at Sephora along with our other limited edition holiday assortment, including our skincare regimen set, that's our cleanser, soft reset, and a full-size jet lag mask, our fragrance rollerball trio, and our soft vanilla candle. So be sure to pick up all of our holiday assortment products. These are all limited edition and only available for limited time only at summerfridays.com and Sephora. So check those out. Once they are gone, they are gone. They make great gifts for your friends, family, or a gift for yourself. Now let's hear from Taylor. So you founded Nude Sticks when you were really young. So was that always the plan of what you wanted to do? Or was there something else you thought you might do when you grew up? So I never thought I would be in the beauty industry. It was definitely a very new world to me. Even though my mom had been in the industry for so long, since I was the age... Since I can remember, my mom has brought her beauty products home from work. She used to work at MAC Cosmetics. And then she developed another beauty brand called Cover Effects when I was literally in diapers. But beauty wasn't really an important part of my lifestyle. And it's funny because now that I look back, it's so perfect to... And really the reason why Nude Sticks exist today was because you know we weren't those typical girls who love to wear makeup every day and love to pack on makeup. But it was... I guess our Nude Sticks was the solution to our initial problem, which was we couldn't find any beauty brand or product that really 
felt lifestyle and felt easy and looked like ourselves, but better. And so I guess to answer your question simply, I never thought I would launch a beauty company, let alone with my mom and my sister, but obviously very happy that I did. And it's been such an incredible journey and I've just learned so much. How old were you when you started working on the idea for Nude Sticks? I was 17 years old, or I guess 16 years old when we really started to think about it. I was in my last year of high school. And I remember it was two years of my mom, my sister, and I kind of like brainstorming and really going back and forth on different concepts and really identifying, you know, what was missing in the industry. And it was really with no intent of launching a brand or launching nude sticks. It was really just out of you know, passion and all of us felt very passionate about, you know, this lack of, you know, brand that really spoke to the modern day woman. And so it was about two years of us brainstorming until we officially decided to launch Nude Sticks, which I think is so important. And I think, you know, a lot of women or people that I speak to who want to launch a beauty brand don't think about, you know, how important it is to have those years or those months of just ideation and whether it's intentional or not, but like really doing your research and really understanding what exists in the market. Because when you launch, you know, you need to have such a strong point of differentiation. And at the end of the day, there's so many products that exist that that are super similar to one another. But if you need to have such a differentiated messaging and story, and that was kind of, you know, our, I guess, point of differentiation at the time, but yeah, it was, it was, yeah, 17 years old. I guess that was in 2014. Wow. So I feel like something that we both have similar is we don't have a background in business, but we co-founded brands and then you did it at such a young age. So for other people who are young too, I feel like a lot of people maybe don't take younger people seriously in business, even if you have a really amazing idea. So what advice do you have to give other people who might be in the same position as you, who want to be taken seriously, who have a great idea for business, but don't even know where to begin? Yeah. Oh my God. I get this question all the time because it's super hard. I remember at the age of 17, being in meetings with retailers or trying to communicate with executives. And yeah, you know, it is really hard to be taken seriously. And to be honest, a lot of the times you just don't. But I think what gave me this boost of confidence was really... Well, firstly, my mom at the time who was very vocal about providing my sister and I with a voice. She would always tell us, you know, you have a voice, you have something important to say, you need to say it. And having that confidence and also having the confidence that we knew our brand better than anyone else. And having that passion is so important. So I would say, you know, regardless of your age, whether you're starting a business at the ripe age of 17 or in your mid 20s or 30s, it's so important to just know whenever you're walking into a room, Firstly, nobody knows what they don't know, right? That's my comfort when I do some type of event or when I go into a meeting, you know, all of the knowledge is in your head and they have no idea what you've prepared. So going in with that is a little bit comforting for me. And then also knowing that you are the most passionate about your brand and you know your brand better than anyone else and just feeling, you know, feeling good about that. So that was kind of my way of, of, you know, navigating Um, the business at such a young age, and then also surrounding yourself with people who may, you know, have expertise in areas that you may not like similar to what you said, you know, I don't have a business background. My mom, who we launched Nude Sticks with had 20 years of experience, you know, launching businesses. So 
for me, it was really about the creativity. It was really about the marketing. It was really about, you know, how do we navigate social media and create community? So I think really important, surround yourself with people who have an expertise in fields or in areas that you may not. So yeah, that's my, that's my two cents. <laughs> so there are a couple things that I really love in my home. You guys know I love home decor and how my home looks. Not only do I really care about what my house looks like, but I also care what it smells like. I want it to feel like a whole vibe when you walk into my house. I love just like the scent and the feeling that like scent evokes. And that's why I feel like you guys are going to love Vitruvi, especially this holiday season. Aroma really makes you have ownership of your home, whether you want to feel energized or relaxed or something in between. There are so many beautiful diffusing essential oils to instantly transform your space. And Vitruvi is the perfect gift to give your loved ones this holiday season. They've got luxurious essential oil blends that are expertly crafted to help you set the tone in your home from a.m. to p.m. They've made holiday gift giving feel so extra special this year from chic and festive cordless move diffuser colors to thoughtfully blended scents that really set the stage for a joyful holiday. There's something to surprise and delight everyone on your list. And Vitruvi's first ever holiday collection is designed specifically for the winter season and available only for a limited time. I think you guys are really going to love these scents. There are two exclusive, thoughtful, limited edition blends. So Fireside's got top notes of nutmeg and wild orange. This blend is for slow days and cozy nights. It's warm, sweet, and comforting. And there's also Afterglow. It's got top notes of clove and cassia. And this blend is for coming in from the cold. It's spicy, sweet, and inviting. Visit vitruvi.com slash life with Mariana and use code Mariana20 to get 20% off your next purchase. That's vitruvi.com slash life with Mariana and use code Mariana20 to get 20% off your next purchase. I think there's also this misconception too that you have to live in New York or LA to start a business and you don't. Mm. You live in Canada, you're based there. Um, So how does living there inspire your business? And is that where your team is based out of? That's such a good question. To be honest, it's funny because when we launched Nude Sticks in Toronto, we didn't focus on our Canadian business all that much. We really focused on our US business and on our UK business. And those were actually the first markets that we launched. And the reason we did that was because firstly, Canada, like compared to the US, just has a very small percentage of the population. We have about like 30 million people, which is the same population of California. So we knew that in order to grow and in order to expand the business and our distribution, we needed to focus on bigger markets and think a little bit bigger. If we thought just Canadian or just Toronto, you know, we do well, but I don't think we would be where we are today. So really think global, think, you know, where you're really going to have an impact. So that was our strategy back, you know, way back when, eight years ago, D2C was definitely a thing. So direct-to-consumer, which is you know building or launching with your own e-com site. But my mom comes from a little bit more of a traditional retail background. So we did launch retail first. So we launched with a variety of like beauty retailers like Sephora. There's a few in um, the UK, one of them, Space and K. And that was our, I guess, launch strategy. And once we started to develop, you know, a little bit of media pickup and brand awareness in the US and UK, that's when we Notice there was traction in Canada because Canadian consumers really follow, you know, American and UK media outlets, influencers, and trends. So that was kind of what we did there. And then eventually, obviously, we've had a, a big focus in Canada. And now Toronto's, you know, and 
Canada is one of our top markets, but it definitely took a while. And it's funny because I feel like Mariana, maybe we've talked about this in the past, or I'm sure you realize it living in LA, being in the beauty industry now, I'm in order to take the company and take the branch to the next level, I really do think I need to be, you know, in LA or at least in LA more frequently just because of relationship building. Like being able to go for lunch with people and different founders and a variety of media and influencers. And I think when you have those relationships, not that it makes it easier, but it definitely, you know, does create more of a consistent, you know, awareness about the brand. I think building those relationships allow people to, you know, really get to know the founder, get to know you and want to support you genuinely. You know what I mean? Yeah, because like even with you, I've seen you at events in LA when you've come. I saw you when we went to like a Women's Wear Daily event in Florida. So it's like I see you at different things. So I there are opportunities to see each other, but it's definitely not as frequent as like some of the brand founders or influencers I see more frequently. But I think what yeah. you are really good at, regardless of what city you're in, is that you are like so on top of it with content and showing how to use the products online all the time. I see it on TikTok. I see it on my Instagram. And so is it easy for you to put yourself like forward facing to show how to use all the products all the time? Because I feel like you're so good with the video aspect of like application and everything. Oh my God. Thank you. I'm like, that means so much coming from you. I agree. Like, I think video content is everything. I'm sure, you know, you and and Lauren and, and building Summer Fridays can, you know, agree that education is so important. And education can be conveyed and really um, spoken to and communicated in so many different ways. For me, you know, it's really social. And how do we get people to understand the products, learn how to use the products and love them? And that's through creating video content on how to use all of our products and showing it in, you know, beautiful lighting and in a really easy way, because our brand is really all about just easy, fast, effortless, showing how easy it is to use like for anyone, whether you're an artist, whether you're just kind of like that everyday girl or boy. So yeah, I think video content is an amazing, amazing way. And social is an incredible tool to really, you know, educate people globally on your brand and how to use your products. And like you said, TikTok now, um, I think is a great way to kind of show behind the brand and behind the scenes and, and even further to that, like, you know, whether it's video content online and also thinking about how do you connect with your community, right? Like, mm-hmm. how do you as a founder tell your story and connect with your customers? And that's through social. And I think at the end of the day, I think Summer Fridays does such a beautiful job at this. It's like, you know, really speaking to your community and asking them questions and making sure that, you know, they're happy and that they're engaged and they're contributing to, you know, even decisions that you make as a company. Absolutely. And you were just talking about your like responsibilities as a co-founder and all the things you have to do. Um, so for you, you co-founded this with your mom and your sister. I know you've talked about them a few times so far. So what are your responsibilities or kind of like, what do you oversee as the co-founder? Because somebody actually asked me this the other day and they're like, what does that mean? And I'm like, okay, it means you started the business, but everybody's responsibility <laughs> as founder is different. And then some people yeah. are more involved than others. Like, level of involvement varies, you know, responsibilities vary. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that you said that because I always get that question. It's like, okay, great. You're a co-founder, but like, what do you do? And that's why I kind of added a title actually during COVID, which is like chief brand officer, 
because it kind of encompasses a lot of things, but it's also very broad. You know, my sister, for example, she's also a co-founder. She started the business with us, but she's no longer really involved in the business because she's in medical school. So it's like, how do I, you know, differentiate myself and really, you know, in one, I guess, title say, okay, I actually am a part of the business every day. And what I do specifically is as co-founder and chief brand officer, I kind of first and foremost oversee like anything to do with creative and brand vision. So that can mean campaign, that can mean social content, that can mean, you know, how we, um, what our, our expression looks like in store, what our brand looks like online, anything to do with like visual touch points and, you know, really how we tell the story on multiple platforms. So um, that can be through even like marketing copy or education tools or how we communicate with press and media. And then in addition to that, anything to do with... Um, I work really closely with my e-com team on anything that involves like nudesticks.com. So you know, what are different strategies to build community, affiliate programs, like really anything that kind of has an overarching, I guess, how do I simplify this? Just Almost like a consumer to, touch point, like anything consumer facing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I also, in addition to that, will act as like the brand ambassador. So like anything to do with content and so like video content creation. And I'm sure you get requests all the time as well, but like educating through like a Sephora or an Ulta and making sure that we're always creating content for them so that they can use it on their social platforms. And then, yeah, anything to do so with a media, lot of things, press. <laughs> yeah, a lot of yeah, responsibilities. Yeah. And so that's everything that you're working on. And then what is your mom's responsibilities in the business or what does she oversee? And like, do you guys overlap at all or do you guys have very like different roles? Yeah. So my mom, her title is CEO and president. So essentially she'll oversee a little bit of everything. So anything, you know, operationally, she'll also, you know, oversee a little bit of like marketing and creative, but we kind of divide and conquer in that sense. The way I guess where we overlap would actually be like marketing, creative, a little bit of like press and media as well. But she's more really involved in like any high level, like operational decision, high level finance decision. So yeah, I guess really everything. (laughs) Everything. And then working with your mom, what have you learned from her personally? And what have you learned from her professionally? Ooh, uh, that's a great question. Again, I've learned so much. Honestly, she is such a powerhouse. I think the number one thing that she always preached to my sister and I is she has this quote. It's called, when you're on stage, you're on stage. And she always would let us know whenever we were whenever we had a meeting that it doesn't matter if you're hungry, if you're tired, if you're, you know, um, you have to go to the bathroom, you know, when you're on stage, you're on stage and you do the work. And then after that, you can lie on the couch, you can order Netflix, you can kind of, you know, see friends or whatever it is. But I guess really the underlying message there is work ethic. And she's always really taught us in order to grow a business. And regardless of how old we were, you know, whether it was my sister at the age of 14 or myself at the age of 17, it was like, you know, nothing comes easy and launching a business is not easy. And I think a lot of when we first launched Nude Sticks, and this is another thing, I guess, when I was younger, a lot of my friends and a lot of people, even that I didn't really know, I guess, just assumed that I was really just the face and didn't really do much within the business. But, you know, my mom really 
ensured that my sister and I were busy and we really just worked the business and it was 24 seven. So that was one of the things my mom had taught us. And then I guess in addition to that, her another quote that she always says is, it's the journey, it's not the destination. And for me, I think that speaks to so many different aspects of life and a little bit more personally, I guess, as well, because I think we're always as founders or even just as humans, we're always thinking about the next. What's the next big you know, move in the business or what's the next big milestone? But really, I guess, teaching us to always be present and always enjoy every single aspect of, you know, any part of life because, you know, it will be over very soon and for the good or the bad, really just taking everything in. So I love that because I think now, even with social media, it's really difficult to be present and it's really easy to compare. But if you're kind of just always thinking about enjoying that journey and really being present, whether it's with yourself or with others or your friends, your family, your loved ones, it really just, makes everything that much more enjoyable. And you just are, I don't know, I just, I'm just like a happier person because of it. Let's take a quick break to tell you about Goryana. I love their jewelry and Goryana offers you jewelry that you can live in. Their brand is known for dainty, lightweight diamonds and 14 karat solid gold. It's really the perfect finishing touch to any outfit. They also offer free gift wrapping and free shipping all year round. So it makes jewelry the perfect gift for a loved one or for yourself. And I love that they are a family business. They are owned and operated by a husband and wife team, and they are based in Laguna Beach, California. And I really love that it's the two of them doing this together and they've built such an incredible brand and customer service and experience is so important to them. So the brand offers a lifetime happiness guarantee on all orders. So if anything breaks ever or even lost, the brand will replace or repair for you at no cost. Their fine jewelry is inspired by their California roots. It's easygoing, casual, cool with just the right amount of shimmer and shine. Their fine collection is so beautiful and so dainty. I think you guys will love them. I wanted to share a couple of my favorites. The diamond cluster necklace is such a special piece to have. So if you have any people in your life you think would love this and deserve a special piece of jewelry that they can wear every single day. Um, My birthday is in October. So opal is my stone. And I think it's such a beautiful stone to wear all the time. They've also got a diamond and opal necklace. A couple other things you might like are the floating diamond necklace and the diamond stacking ring. Okay. So you guys are going to want to go to Goriana dot com slash Mariana. That's G-O-R-J-A-N-A. And Goriana is offering a gift with purchase exclusively for Life with Mariana listeners. Head to Goriana.com slash Mariana to receive a free jewelry roll so you can take your jewelry from coast to coast. Now let's get back to the episode. Okay. So now there are so many responsibilities you have in your job. What are some skills that you think are most important for somebody to have a job like yours? Or are, do you think there's any personality traits that someone should have? <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because I I think having per- certain personality traits and everyone always talks about, you know, personality traits of an entrepreneur. I think myself, I've always been, you know, very structured. I am a Virgo. <laughs> so, I'm very organized. I like to make my lists, but I also think it's super important to adapt to not being structured and being able to feel good about having a different schedule every single day because things change so often. And, you know, whether it's very, not little things, but like, let's say you're supposed to launch on a certain day and like things go wrong because you don't get the inventory in warehouse in time or the retailers don't receive it in time. And really being um, adaptable is super, super important, especially in a digital age. Like you never know what's going to happen and you never know what platform is going to come up or how you're going to have to adapt to content or influencer marketing. So 
that is super, super important. I think being able, having the ability or the, the ability to lead is super important, but leading in a way that inspires others. And for me, that means even though I may have off days, being able to kind of switch off for a sec and compartmentalize and saying, okay, you know, it's not about me right now. I need to be there for others. And, and then being able to switch off later. I think that's probably one of the most difficult things for me because I'm very introverted. So I definitely I would have never guessed that you're myself. introverted because <laughs> I feel like you're always so yeah. outgoing whenever I see you. Yes. And then I spend five days in my apartment by myself. (laughs) So starting a brand is difficult. There's so many difficulties. You just shared some of them. So what were some of your biggest challenges either when you were starting the brand or that you have currently? I would say, honestly, really creating an engaged and loyal community. And there's so many touch points to do that. I think for me... And for our brand, one of those things were really to be constantly as a founder in communication with our consumer and with our followers. So whether that's through Instagram or back in the day, it was through Facebook or Snapchat or TikTok or whatever it is, I think storytelling is so important. So you know, I'm always on and whether that's with my team internally or with my consumer online and really making sure you're always speaking to them and I think that's been such a, it's been a slow build for sure, just because it's been eight years since we've launched. So it's been like, you know, when obviously this is pre COVID, but like traveling to different markets and making sure that we're present, you know, in stores, speaking to customers, that was always like such a hustle and so important to us. And then another really difficult thing I would say is, I guess, like knowing when to turn off. I work with my family, as, as you know, and I think. We are all very passionate about the business, my mom and I. And so it can be very difficult to draw the line or to set boundaries. And I'm sure, you know, you're similar with Lauren and like, you know, being friends, but then also being business partners, you're really, you really have to ensure that when you're together, even on non-work hours, you're kind of communicating saying like, Hey, listen, like would love to talk about work at one point, or like, let's set up a meeting on Monday at this time, or even on the weekend, like if you have time, but if you need those moments for your mental health to really just step back and say, I need some personal time. And and this is me time. And I don't want to talk about business. So I think setting those boundaries is super important, but can be very difficult. And with those boundaries too, before you get into, let's say somebody wants a working relationship with either a family member or a close friend, any advice before starting a business together? Yes. I would say it's obviously very... It's great to have complementary skills to your co-founder or to your business partner. But I also think it's great to have non-complementary skills so that you know, although you may overlap in certain areas, you both have expertise in a variety of... Or in different areas. In this way, you may not butt heads as much. So I think that's super important. And I think it's really important to go into it on equal playing fields because it can be... I mean, launching a business is so difficult and it's so amazing to have someone to lean on and to really have that rock to ensure that whatever happens, you know, you can have this open line of communication, but really ensure that you go in with certain expectations and also an understanding of one another that you know, these are your roles 
and responsibilities or, you know, making sure that you're always on the same page prior to going into meetings or prior to conversing to other team members so that there's no conflict or people don't perceive that there's (laughs) conflict. Because I've been in meetings where like I have one idea and my mom may have another and we're openly talking about it and everyone's like, okay, so what's going on? (laughs) Who do we we listen to? What do we do? I think that's really important. Then before you start a business with somebody too, not just in the short term of like being on the same page before a meeting, but before you start a business, like making sure you're on the same page of like where you want the company to go and what the goals are for mm-hmm. the business. Because if you ultimately don't have the same idea for where you want your company to go, then all of those day-to-day decisions will be really difficult because you make different decisions based on like where you see the company going and where you might want to grow to. And so I think having that honest conversation before even going into a business with somebody is so helpful just to make sure, okay, we're on the same page here. Oh my God, 100%. That's actually such a great call. And I think don't go into a business with someone if you are, don't even start, don't even start a business with someone if you guys are not aligned or on the same page of where you're, you know, where you want the business to grow. So I think that's an awesome, that's a great point. Uh, Okay. Product development process. You have a lot of products that you're working on and so many shades. How far in advance are you working? How do you come up with new shades? And are you planning on extending your shade range? Yes. So we have lots of plans. So it depends on what the product is. So for example, if it's the same product, but an additional shade or color, typically that's about a six month lead time because we're not changing the formula. If it's an entirely new formula, an entirely new package um, or component, it can take up to two years to really innovate. So just because we do work with manufacturers, but all of our products, we do work very closely with them and our labs to ensure that, you know, they're all formulas that we work with them, well, that we work with in-house. So we're not white labeling anything. So yeah, it can take quite some time and it depends on what it is too, right? Like if it's a foundation that can take, you know, up to two years, but if it's a, maybe a new lip formula, or, you know, maybe more of like a color product, maybe that might take a little bit less time. So that's kind of the process there. And then usually we get a lot of our inspiration from our community. So we'll always ask our community like, hey, like, what do you think we're missing? And that kind of speaks to the shade range question that you had. We get a lot of questions within our community saying, you know, are you going to expand your nudie shade range? Are you going to expand, you know, your complexion? And the answer to all of those questions is yes. We are, we are always working on it. It's interesting because there's a lot of like behind the scenes info that I feel like is not a, doesn't necessarily get shared with consumers when it comes to like shade range and, and shade extension, especially when you're working with retailers and like minimum order quantities. But we are definitely, we actually hired a diversity educator and lead makeup artist back in 2020. And she consults on all of our assortments and all of our shade ranges. So going into 2022, we're going to have some extensions. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Amazing. I feel like everyone will be so excited about that. And yes, things definitely take time. It's I, it's funny because I feel like with the internet, I'm so used to being able to post stuff and things moving so quickly. Like the pace of online and digital is so fast where like the pace of product development is so slow that like I wish I could get things out as fast as possible. Yeah. And then also like since we both sell to retailers, sometimes you can't launch things until it fits into a retailer's calendar too. So everything is like a puzzle piece of like, you're working on something, they need to launch it at a certain time. And so it's just, it's more difficult 
than oh, um, just launching anything anytime, but I wish things could move a little bit faster. Oh, I totally agree. Okay, let's take a quick break because I have to tell you about this brand that I love. It's called Made the Label. I'm sure you guys have seen them pop up on your Instagram. So you've probably been eyeing one of their sets recently. And if you have, this is your sign to go for it. I have a few of their cozy sets. And when I tell you I love them, I'm not joking. For those of you who haven't heard about them, today is your lucky day. Not only are their sets so incredibly soft and cozy, but they're sustainably made in Los Angeles with non-toxic, natural and organic materials. Now that's a win-win. Mate is also climate neutral certified and 1% for the Planet Partners. And I love how committed they are to not only making clothes that are good for your skin and for the environment, they're doing their part to give back to the community. They offer really cozy matching sweat sets, activewear, mini mate, natural linen sets and jumpsuits, and incredibly soft PJs made from Tencel to keep you all cool at night and so much more. They also just launched their cozy sets builder so you can get 20% off when you select a top, bottom, and sweatshirt, which basically is my go-to outfit every day. And I really am so excited to tell you about this because in addition to women's and kids' clothing, they now offer mate men's, which means the whole family can be sustainably conscious. The collection includes perfectly fitted tee, a hooded sweatshirt, a crew neck sweatshirt, cozy joggers, and a beanie. And better yet, everything is made with 100% organic cotton. And since I love the brand, Mate hooked up our show with an exclusive discount. Head over to matethelabel.com and use the code MARIANA20 at checkout for 20% off. That's matethelabel.com and use code MARIANA20 M-A-R-I-A-N-N-A 20 at checkout for 20% off. Now let's get back to the episode. So if uh, somebody is launching a beauty brand today, do you have any marketing tips or advice for them about how to grow their sales? Yes. So I mean, there's so many different routes that you can launch a business. If you're launching like a consumer good or a consumer product and let's say for the sake of it in beauty, I think that firstly, it's funny because when I look back, we launched retail first. So we launched brick and mortar first, and then we launched D to C and then we launched our own website. Today, I would actually launch our own website. So I would launch D to C first only because you can really own that customer and really control the narrative and really storytell on your own website. And then, however, I do think that partnering with a retailer, especially if you don't have any brand awareness or you don't have any type of influencer following, I think retailers become your number one influencers. So whether it's a Sephora or an Ulta or a Nordstrom, whoever it may be, they will give you the platform to share your story and will give you um, that community right off the bat. The one thing I will say with launching retail is if you are starting a brand, there are obviously you know very high quantities involved. And if you're launching brick and mortar merchandising, that's capital expenditure that's kind of being put down right off the bat, which is obviously very expensive. And you may not have the funds to do that, which is why D2C is a great alternative and kind of building your community, kind of seeing how the product resonates and then approaching retailers or if you are obviously doing a very great job and you know you're booming on social you may even have retailers approach you first but i definitely think now you need your own website you need to own that customer you need to launch on social platforms that are relevant to your consumer so if you are launching a product for someone within the ages of like you know 13 to 35 you need to be on Snapchat, you need to be on TikTok, Instagram, and consistency is key. So really creating 
you know, content that speaks to your brand, utilizing those, you know, grassroots tools and non-paid tools to really help you, you know, with brand awareness. But I think, you know, Mariana, I'm sure you can speak to this as well, but really ensuring that when you are launching a brand, you know, that you really have a differentiated product. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how well you market your product or how much money you put against paid ads. If you don't have an amazing product, you know, people will buy it once, but then they won't come back. So you really want that loyal customer and you want, you know, that that replenishment as well. Yeah, definitely. I think that's all really good advice. I think now there's like plus and minus of launching a brand. And so if you are pitching yourself to a retailer and they maybe pass on carrying you for the moment, you can take your business into your own hands by launching direct to consumer. And so now you can prove out your concept. You can see what things end up being your best sellers. And then hopefully your dream retailer will take you later. But I feel like there's no barrier to entry now. Like You don't have to wait for someone yes. to tell you, yes, you can do it on your own. But I do also really agree with what you said about if you don't have an existing following or influencer network or community to tap into that going to retailer first can become your community. And that's an amazing piece of advice because I think what people think sometimes is if you go into retail, you have to give them a margin. They want to keep it for themselves at first, but there is so much value of being in a retailer. And that's why some of not some of that's why the biggest beauty brands are still sold at retail because it's really a give and take relationship and you can get so much from being at these places and there's so much discoverability of like walking around a store and just, you know, I have my basket and I add everything to my little basket. And when I check out, I've got a whole bunch of new brands. 100%. Like I think, and that's the one thing that I think will never really go away is brick and mortar will always exist, I think in some capacity. And, and the thing about obviously, you know, your Sephora's and your Ulta's and they already have the credibility, right? Like they all, and most consumers know that if Sephora is launching a brand, like the brand is most likely, you know, going to be an amazing brand because they're obviously very choosy with who they bring in. So that also elevates the brand as well. But also be be picky about your retail and about your distribution. Although, you know, you know, when you when a retailer approaches you, it's very exciting. Really ensure that it makes sense for your brand and your vision. Definitely. Okay. So I feel like we're both so busy. And what I like to do is ask people about their morning and nighttime routines and see what helps you with your productivity. So do you have any daily habits or rituals either morning or night? Oh, yes. My morning ritual, I have, I work out most mornings. I like, I wake up at around seven o'clock. I get to my workout for about 7.45. And that's super important to me. I'm sure you can relate, but pre-COVID, I was traveling all the time and my physical health, my mental health was just not in a good place. So really you've been focusing in that, on that over the past year and a bit. And then it's a very simple thing, but it's definitely my, my moment to myself where I wake up and I grab my coffee and I make my hot water with lemon. And I, you know, I take all my pills. <laughs> so I take my, like my vitamin D, my omega, all of those things. And I sometimes will sit on my balcony and kind of just listen to, I actually listen to The Daily, which is a New York Times podcast every morning, because I feel like if I don't listen to the news in the morning, I never listen to it. And I'm very out of touch with what's happening in the world. So definitely a big part of my routine. And then I think that's pretty much it. I definitely indulge in my self-care, like my skincare routine in the morning and really take time to go through all of my products. And yeah, and I make myself uh, a nice little breakfast. <laughs> oh, that sounds so nice. And then do you have any tools or tips that help you with productivity or any apps that you love? 
So I actually use notes on my phone for everything. Even so I'm one of those people that if I don't write it down in that moment, it's gone and I'm I just forget. So I write down everything in my notes on my phone. I have like one note that's just things to do. And it's like everything I need to do from work to personal, all of it. And I also pin certain notes that I need to get to right away. Another productivity tool that I use actually and I keep on my phone is my all my Google Docs. So my Google Sheets, my Google Drive, everything is on my phone. So if I'm traveling or if I'm out of office, I can easily access anything if I do get an email um, and I need to send something. But yeah, that's... And then my calendar is everything. Like literally everything. I always tell my team like, if I have to do something or they need something from me, send me an iCal. And it sounds very obnoxious sometimes. But if it's not on my calendar, it's just not happening and I don't know about it. So my calendar I live by is, my calendar. Yeah. <laughs> it's like literally everything is scheduled in there. And I also love the notes app. I feel like I use it every single day for everything. I even just like make notes for myself. I have never ending to-do lists. I have like gifts and addresses and everything. And it's like notes is really the best tool for all the things. Okay. So where can everybody find nude sticks? Where can they follow you? And what is the first product someone should try if they haven't tried your brand yet? So nude sticks, you can obviously find us on nudesticks.com. Um, you can find us on Sephora, Ulta, Nordstrom. So the first product um, I recommend would definitely be any of our nudies. So like our nudies all over face colors, we have blushes, bronzers, glows, they're multitasking, eyes, cheeks, lips, all in one. They're amazing. And then I would probably suggest our concealer because it's just bomb and it works on all skin types. So I'm obsessed. <laughs> amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening and be sure to subscribe to my podcast and rate and review because it would mean so much to me and follow me on Instagram at Mariana underscore Hewitt to see what episodes are coming up next.